With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hopefully everybody out there was able to enjoy the Christmas season, Christmas holidays, spending time with family and friends, and just being a part of something truly, truly special. We're back here. On In My Own Words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I, for one, definitely had a great Christmas holiday. And uh, although I mentioned on or in a previous segment in discussing Alabama and Michigan for the Citrus Bowl and bringing up five players for the Wolverines that will look to be physical, challenge, test the Crimson Tide, and how that would be the final topic for this week's edition of shows, it is amazing how in the most random of moments, new ideas float in. And for me, you know, this one came to me during my last little bit of Christmas shopping when uh, I look at, we are about to embark upon a brand new decade, a new crop of 10 years, seeing how 2020 is right around the corner. And it's just crazy how, Since 2010, Alabama has been, Alabama football that being, has been the team of the decade in discussing the five major sports where people watch, they are in tune with, they are seen on the TV screen or in person, money is wagered on, gambled on. When you talk about must-see TV, the five sports that create drama, content, debate, conversation, college football, college basketball, the National Football League, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. Five major, the five major marquee sports that are must-watch television. And of those five sports, it's been Nick Saban and Alabama football since 2010 that has been the team of a decade. When you look at college football since 2010, Alabama four national championships, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017, the most in terms of college football. In college basketball, the trio of Duke, UConn and Villanova, each with two national titles apiece in the decade. Duke, 2010 and 2015. UConn, 2011 and 2014. Villanova, 2016 and 2018. When you turn and you look at the National Football League in terms of Super Bowls since 2010, the New England Patriots doing the thing with three 2014, 2016, and 2018 under Bill Belichick. The NBA, in terms of the finals, the Lakers had one in 2010. The Miami Heat had two 2012 and 2013 with Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh under head coach Eric Spolstra. And the Golden State Warriors with Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, uh, of course, uh, Clay Thompson and uh, Kevin Durant, 
got three, being the most for the NBA, 2015, 2017, and 2018. And then last but not least, Major League Baseball in terms of the World Series, the San Francisco Giants with three, 2010, 2012, and 2014. But the team of a decade, the Alabama Crimson Tide since 2010, with four national championships. And for Alabama to be able to accumulate this much success is incredible when you look at, of course, Nick Saban was told upon him being hired as the head coach on January 4th, 2007, that it would take him six years to just win one, six years to accomplish the first title. And Mal Moore believed in him. He believed in himself. Of course, his wife, Miss Terry, believes in him. And he won the first one in half a time. The first one in three years. And, uh, of course, each one in this decade for Coach Saban carried a different vibe to it. Now, of course, the 2009 one, which uh, which was of a previous decade from 2000 to 2009, was all about getting back to the mountaintop, tired of being mediocre, you had after Wallace Wade, Frank Thomas, Paul Bear Bryant, Gene Stallings. You had the locust years, which started off with Mike DeBose and then Dennis Franchoni, Mike Price, who never coached a game, and then Shula comes in, and people are wondering, will Alabama finally get back to the top? Will they finally get back to being the dominance, uh, the premier team, the pristine team of college football? And... Of course, that happened in 2009. But 2011 had a different vibe to it. You had two forms of motivation. You had the horrendous EF4, EF5 tornado on April 27th of 2011 that ripped through the entire city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Lives were lost. Possessions were taken. Infrastructure, buildings were torn down, brought down to rubble. It, It was scary. It was very, very scary. And Nick Saban challenged the football community, challenged his players, hey, these are the fans, these are the residents, these are the people that believe in you, that love you, that value you, and now they need you. Go out there, help the block. Go out there, help the people. Go out there, help the community, and change lives. And he challenged his players to do that. Uh, they did so. And then on top of that, after the 9-6 to six loss to MSU in the regular season inside Bryant-Denny Stadium, that culminated in Alabama being able to win out the remainder of its regular season schedule, run the table a little bit despite not playing for an SEC championship. You get the rematch against MSU for the National in New Orleans and uh, getting that 21 to nothing, that dominant victory was just huge. So 2011 carried a different vibe. 2012 was a, a vibe all its own as well. You're kind of building off what happened in 2011. And, of course, the loss to Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M, 29-24. But you had the emotional win prior to that matchup. You had the emotional win against LSU and Baton Rouge. You were able to have a thriller of an SEC championship game against Georgia, winning 35-28. You spanked Notre Dame 
in the national championship. 2015 was a really good year because it comes on the heels of 2013 and 2014. You don't win a national championship in neither of those two years. And then you suffer a loss to Ole Miss in 2015 at home, which sparked the article from Dan Woken of USA Today, you know, the dynasty's over, the run is over, Nick Saban's championship, you know, grip on college football is done, Alabama's no longer that team, which sparked the whole Nick Saban thing. You guys thought we were 10 or 6 feet buried, dead, and gone. And of course, you know, Alabama, Jacob Coker was able to establish himself as the quarterback, Derrick Henry, became the man running the football as the primary back and with the vaunted defense Alabama had, able to run the table, get to the national championship game, beat a very, very good Clemson team under the leadership of Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. So that was 2015. 2017, though, had a vibe all of its own because when you look at the amount of linebackers that were injured that season, and then uh, Nick Saban having the, uh, you lose the linebackers, of course you lose to Auburn in the Iron Bowl, but Nick Saban having the wherewithal to uh, as much respect, as much love as he had for Jalen Hurts, and he did. Love Jalen Hurts, respected Jalen Hurts, cared about Jalen Hurts, but the fact that he looked at the matchup against Georgia in uh, I'm not going to allow one of my former assistants and Kirby Smart to take one from me. So I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with Tua Tagovailoa. And Tua Tagovailoa, freshman then, comes off the bench, rescues the team to the college football playoff national championship. In the game, he comes in in the second half. You're down 13-0. He tosses for three touchdowns, including... The 41-yard hookup to Devonta Smith in overtime, play dubbed second and 26, which helps you win 26-23. Nick Saban, the ultimate fan in the moment, throws his headset off, hands up in the air, just complete, utter, sheer joy. And it was a moment where you've never seen Nick Saban like that. You've never seen it. A lot of... National media people view Coach Saban as a tightly wound control freak. He doesn't know how how to have fun. He doesn't know what fun is. He doesn't know how to, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, relate to his players in terms of being that coach that can let his hair down. But in that moment, you saw Nick Saban fully embody, I got to embrace this because this it, it, it doesn't happen like this. It doesn't happen like this. So for him to have that moment in 2017, that one right there was just special. But, you know, all five championships, including four in this decade, came with a different vibe for for each of them. And what also made Alabama football the team of the decade was – it created ratings, it paid bills, it sparked debate and conversation in a way to where you could not begin a conversation, a dialogue, 
a discussion about national championships without starting with the University of Alabama. And when you did, people wonder where were your credentials coming from. People wonder, were you just trying to troll? People wondered, are you just trying to bring up something against Alabama? Did you just hate the Crimson Tide? If you were among those types that started off a national conference, a national championship dialogue without Alabama being thrown into the mix there. So it pushed the needle, it pushed the envelope, it created dialogue, it created conversation, it created debate. And at the same time, Alabama football changed the system scheme in terms of the postseason. People were tired of Alabama dominating the BCS, the Bowl Championship Series, so much that they changed it to the college football playoff, giving that human eye look to try to see with this halter Alabama, lo and behold, two of the four titles it got in the decade, the college football playoff, 2015 and 2017. So even when... People tried to box Alabama out. Nick Saban, Crimson Tide, refusing to be boxed out. So this is the team of a decade. It's incredible of how much sustained sustained success Nick Saban and this program has brought to the table. Fantastic. Awesome for the university, for the city, for the community as a whole. And it's it's just awesome seeing how The rise of Nick Saban has gone parallel to the rise of the city. The rise of the state of Alabama as a whole, excuse me. Because when you look at cities like Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Mobile, Montgomery, and Alabaster, among others, you can just see how these areas rich in possessions, infrastructure, industry, buildings, economy, everything's grown in terms of the transition of technology for the state as a whole, and it's because of the rise of Nick Saban. And what's even more compelling than this is the times in which Alabama has lost a game, and it it hasn't been many times, whether it's regular season, playoffs, bowl game, Uh, national championship, college football playoff semifinal, whatever the case may be, even when Alabama has dropped a matchup to a team, it's never been celebratory of, look how great that team played. Look how dominant that team was, how focused they were, how well they, they executed. It's always been, my gosh, Alabama lost. Nick Saban was not dominant. Nick Saban got outcoached. Oh, my goodness. It's the beginning of the end. Alabama's about to crumble. Alabama's about to fall. Alabama's about to drop off the face of the earth. That's what it was. It was never 
praising the opposing team. It was more so Alabama just lost. Let us dust off these old articles of how the dynasty is about to fall through the cracks of how Nick Saban is not about to be the king of college football for much longer. Let's dust off these articles of well, Nick Saban is Nick Saban's going to retire. Uh, Nick Saban is going to go to a whole other team. He's about to leave Alabama. The pressure is about to get too big for him. Those are the conversations. I mean, even when Alabama has lost, it's still the focal point of conversation. That really speaks to the dominance this program has had throughout this decade. Even when it's lost, you can't take your eyes off Alabama. Even when it has lost... Alabama's still paying the bills. Even when it loses a game, Alabama is still the forefront of the dialogue, the forefront of the conversation, the forefront of a discussion. Just going back to you know, Clemson winning the national championship with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence over Alabama, and both of those quarterbacks played out of their minds. Deshaun Watson in the 20. 20- 17 title game. Of course, um, Trevor Lawrence, a 2019 title game off the 2018 season. Both quarterbacks played well, but it wasn't, look at how great they played. Look at how phenomenal they were. It was, oh my gosh, the Alabama team just got dominated. The Alabama team just got beaten. You know, mighty Nick Saban just went down. That was it. I mean, the conversations from those two championship games were carried on for weeks after the matchups, not because of how great the team was. It was Alabama loss, and that's going to carry the ratings for shows for months on end. That's what it was. When you become a team to where even your shortcomings create opportunities For others in national media, man, you were, you are the team of the decade. And uh, that's what Alabama was. So with 2020 coming in, hopefully it creates more positive, great memories for Nick Saban and the Tide as you bring in another good class, a class that's hungry, a class that wants to make sure that This thing of Alabama not being in the college football playoff never happens again. There's quite the number of draft-eligible juniors that are considering coming back. So revenge tour that was meant for 2019 could very well be on the schedule for 2020. Going to be very interesting in the, the new year to start off a brand new set of 10 years, a brand new decade. And I'm definitely ready for it. Well, people, that is going to do it here for this week's edition of Show's Highest Form form of Alabama Football News, Notes, and Information you're going to find anywhere in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app today for your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple, the iPhone App Store. Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone, check out the podcast options we have listed here for you for all your audio needs. 
You also subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com for all the latest and Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube, the site over 7,000 subscribers strong. Thanks to you, the fans. For all of us here at TDA, the brand, when we get back, we will discuss more of Alabama-Michigan, kind of recapping that matchup. I'm the man, Stephen M. Smith. Until next time, folks, this has been, in my own words.